from number one studios. This is Blue Light Special. Blue Light Special. The show where dumb guys speak wise words. Join the frozen gorillas, three lifelong friends, as they offer up perspective, cautionary tales, and always laughs along the way. Here are your hosts, Steve, Nick, and Alex. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the show. I am your host and sponsor, Spiro. And today I'm here to endorse my new product, which is a plastic surgery and baptism. Hello. Hey, you, boy. Are you a Jew? Do you have a foreskin that we must make a remove? Because I don't, I, I keep my own foreskin, but I have company. Where we take your foreskin, we make it freeze it, and then we smash it with a rock, and we peel it off, and then we feed it to the goats. Plastic surgery and baptism afterwards, you know, and normally patri, whatever you say, and then you are a child of Jesus. Anybody want to come? You, young man. Um, no, I like my foreskin. You don't want to have me for to make remove. No, I do it for cheap. I, I I don't need it. I do for cheap. How much for the baptism? It's no one without the other. It's, it's package? together. Package deal. I don't like it. Package deal. I take package deal. I apply it to your package. I, I don't like it. No, come on. I take it off for you. No. You, young boy. You, Mr. Boy, man. You don't, want me to remove your foreskin? Don't assume my gender. I Please, <laughs> listen. I see... I see you. So I see your face. I see your facial hair. I say this man has big penis, but three quarters of it obscured by foreskin. I take it. I freeze it. I smash it with a rock. I peel it off. Plastic surgery, baptism. There you go. Spiro, is this is this a real sponsor? What do you mean? Like I pay you money. I pay you money. Specific like what, currency. What kind of currency? N bees. You know this? NBs. No. It Nick- stands for Nico Bucks. Oh, okay. Boy. I Here pay you again. multiple millions. We told him. For yeah. Nico we, Bucks. Nico we, Bucks don't. We told him. We told him Nico Bucks is not a real currency. Every what do you say to me? With this fake sponsor. Before I smash your penis and I take your money, what happened? Well, Nico Bucks not real? No. Nico Bucks is not real. No. We need real money to keep this podcast going. Real sponsors. Well, I don't have this for you. Well, I only have NBs. Very much big amount. We've been off the air for three months. And this is... And you were trying to get sponsors for three months. And I acquired Nico Bucks. So big. Real. So big. much, Real. Very much more big than uh, my neighbor. His name is Tyrone. I do his circumcision. Okay. Very much big penis. I don't know why he's so much bigger than mine. But Still not a real sponsor. There you go. The- what you say? You failed us. <laughs> Who? We have to shut down the studio now. Who's fail you? You. Spiro. You. Who's a Spiro? You know who you are. God damn you. (laughs) Don't talk to me like this. God damn it. Guys, listen. I've been trying for three months. I've been trying for three months. But you know what I do got? I do have a guest. What? For the podcast. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Blue Light Special. My name is Nick. I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And I thought we were supposed to stop doing that. Did we? I, didn't, I wasn't sure. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> it's been three months. Listen, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first uh, guest that's not Stacy back in the studio. We have the uh, owner, CEO of Local 219, Alan Muskowski in studio. Alan, what's up, dude? What's going on? Thanks for having me. The hey. studio is fantastic, and watching you record that open was worth the price of admission. Thank you very much. You're too I, kind. You're definitely too kind. because yeah, really, that really take him down a notch. Well, he, I know that he's got the bourbon, so he's going to keep pouring if I keep giving him compliments. So. No, no, Smart no. Time. I've, I've, uh, I've reached my limit. I've, uh, I've subscribed to a new way of being, which is drink less and uh, podcast better. <laughs> the last time we podcasted, I blacked out. You and me together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that after that show? show? Yeah. I Total did, blackout. I, I was unaware that you blacked out. Yeah. So Alan and I have done a couple podcasts together already, which is uh, on behalf of uh, his podcast and uh, the restaurant that I uh, that I manage. But I didn't know that you blacked out during that podcast. Yeah. I've learned the hard way that you can't drink and podcast. You really don't know exactly what you're going to say. So what's this story? What is this? What happened that night? <laughs> It feels well, like there's something good here. Well, I feel like I'm going to combine a few nights because I feel like it makes for a better highlight reel. That's fine. Make it the most elaborate story you can. Yeah, okay. make it yours. Well, my favorite story was when Nick thought he was going to be a blackjack dealer. First of all, <laughs> ooh, all right, hold on. Before you this continue, is, this is a good one. Before you continue, I just I'm going to respond now so I don't interrupt you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. <laughs> so it's a Sunday night. They shut down around what ten o'clock, and so yeah, right around then. we I head over there for whatever reason. I don't remember exactly what it was for. And Nick decides he's going to be a blackjack dealer, and he's got the card counter, he's got the bankroll, he's got everything. <laughs> and I think if I remember the story correctly, you just got done just taking somebody for all their money the week before, right? Uh, yeah, but not nearly as much as I was taking for it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me because I won 25 bucks one night. Yeah. So nice. Yes, you did. So you got Nick money too. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I got house money. Oh, you got the Nico bucks. The Nico bucks. <laughs> yeah, the Nico bucks. <laughs> Try and spend them, motherfucker. See you. How are you? <laughs> so we end up getting playing, and Jarrett and I, who's the sous cook over there, right? Sous chef. Sous chef. Sous chef. Way to be super white about it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we start playing, and I think we go down early. Pretty quick. Pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, and then we just started just playing. It was one of those times where it was just like, well, we're going to throw 25s and 50s on the hands and then just sank them. It was awesome. I think and Alan, I've never seen those blackjack cards again. I think Alan split <laughs> sevens maybe four times in a row. And I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way that this is going to go the way that he wants it to go, right? And I'm like doing like my, I'm just like playing like with friends, right? But uh, yeah, they all hit. Big and I lost, <laughs> big. and I think I lost in somewhere in the vicinity of four hundred dollars to Alan, <laughs> which is like I'm like this guy's my friend, but like it started oh, out as man. a joke, and now here we are. I owe him actual money, so I paid him. Uh, had to go to the ATM. He had to go to the ATM. Yeah, had to move back in with my parents. <laughs> and uh, just kidding, I was living there the whole time. It's and awesome. uh, I uh, I sold plasma and my semen. <laughs> All right, and uh, you know, been there. Now, uh, Alan uh, has a very successful company, bought a second house, just had a second kid. Congratulations, by the way. All thanks to my money. So you're welcome, buddy. That was a great night. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Oh, man. I'm so ex excited that your life has taken such a positive turn thanks to my money. <laughs> we were doing, for, But going back to the podcast, we were doing this bit where I had uh, an audio engineer at the time who was just really horrible at explaining movies. Mm -hmm. yes. So we had him doing it. And like we laughed so hard that like, I, you know how like you socially mm -hmm. drink throughout the entire time? And that's when it just went like completely against the wall and I forgot <laughs> everything. Incredibly funny though man yeah incredibly what, funny. what did he try to i think he tried to describe fight club right fight club 
I think he did Fight Club and Back to the Future and or The Matrix. Yeah. All in one movie. Oh, was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, we did more than one. And uh, I, I don't know if we tried to hit all three, but uh, it was just absolutely brilliant. That's great. So, Steve, we're neighbors. Yes. And I have to say, I said this when you were out of the room. You are the hardest working person in the subdivision. You're the James Brown no. of the Edgewater. No. Why? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's that a title. Da- that damn trench that you were, like you had to redo out there. Oh. That's insane. Well, I was hiring somebody to do that. No, There's no. no way I'm doing that. You have to do it. You look like Indiana Jones. You had like the <laughs> fucking, like whatever that sword thing is where it's yeah. like a hook. Uh-huh. Yeah. You had that. You were out there just like tearing down trees. That's what I have to do. I, I have to do it. No. If I told my dad I had to pay someone to do that, he'd beat the shit out of me. Also true. There's oh no my way. God. That's also true. But yeah, no, I had a lot of help. I can't do that by myself. So the the funniest thing I did do when is when I first moved in here, there was a dead tree off to the side of my house. And I just got pissed one day because it was when we bought the house, it was in winter. And I was like, oh, it'll just grow in spring. And it was dead. So I got really <sighs> mad and I just started like sawing it. And then I just pushed the tree over and it fell into the creek. And I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do now? So then I just took the tree and I just dragged it like up the, up the side of my house to the front of the yard. And I was just like, what the hell? This is going to look really weird if someone just pulled up and I'm just dragging this tree. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? It's a doing? tree, not a body. It's a tree, yeah. I swear. But no, I had all those trees piled up earlier last year. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Months. You, yeah. You've completely like retransformed your entire yard. It's a pain in the ass. They yeah. just let it all go. And you built a deck too, right? Yeah. You're crazy. No. You've no. done more okay, in that time period. Let's talk about Stevie building that deck. <laughs> First of all, he supervised himself supervising that's the amount of work that he did but he, he did was, it well I, oh, I'm absolutely gonna, i'm gonna dispute that of there course is, you no, are there that's no, fine dispute there, all you want no 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 his name is eric and he built you a very beautiful deck <laughs> and hell and i carried eric's tools you <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say at the very least you did hurt yourself so bad that you were unable oh, to continue yeah. working on the project no i still worked that day let's talk about frankenfinger yeah no no no, no so no. i was uh digging out one of the old posts to the pergola oh. and i smashed my finger my finger got in the way between the pry bar and the ground you know so my entire front finger like swelled up i don't know probably like Gross. Golf ball Ooh. size. It was gross. And it started yeah. bleeding everywhere. I thought I was going to have to go, you know, get whatever. You made a very specific noise. <laughs> yep. I don't recall that noise, I but do. anyway. I remember. So, it's was that live? Was that live sound? Yeah, yeah was live. I was there. I, was, I watched it happen. So I wrapped it all up and I put some ice on it. Stacy asked me, what, what happened to you? <laughs> Nothing, babe. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, why are you bleeding? I scratched myself. No big deal. Scratched. I'm not bleeding. <laughs> nah, no. Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm a man. sweating blood. <laughs> yeah. So, never going to the hospital, nothing like that. I was just like, eh, forget it. And then the fingernail took like three months to fall off, but it eventually did. Your finger was jacked up for, for a, a long, long time. Like yeah. The whole summer. It was, it was good. It was gross. But now I got a nice deck, so. Well, yeah. I can't thank argue you. that. Nice job, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he should be a sponsor. There oh, we go. man. Ooh, deck building. <laughs> Eric's carpentry. <laughs> one day. One day when we grow up. Which brings us around to uh, why we're here today. Uh, Alan, we've invited you into the studio to talk about you, what you do on a daily basis. Uh, I've known you for, what, three years now? Roughly. Just yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, we both started on a 
pretty uh, big project around the same time, but uh, I've watched you grow into a titan of industry. <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, I mean, you're really taking something uh, that you wanted to do for a long time and you grew it into something really big and just a really short amount of time. And we've been, we've been doing like what we've been doing the same amount of time. And it's, it's very impressive. But uh, part of that element is uh, you podcast, you have a media company. And uh, as the three of us sit here and like try and grow our podcast, our listener base and everything else, we just wanted to like talk to you about, what you've been doing, how you got there, uh, and basically just, you know, juice our own <laughs> listens <laughs> through your listener base. Yes. You wouldn't be the first one. So yeah. I feel <laughs> I'm, I'm proud to be used that way. Maybe the second. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm genuinely curious because it's been like, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And like, and, and somebody who like knows you personally, I mean, it's been a lot of fun to like watch you succeed and watch you grow. And uh, I'd like to get like closer to that project and like hear about like your struggles outside of just us having beers, you know? Well, I think the reason that you mentioned in the beginning of that open why I do it is because it keeps me from growing up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like that. It's not a real job. Yeah. So I think keeping like a sense of humor about everything and then just kind of creatively is where I get my passion. So anytime I can kind of flex those muscles, I'm always into it, you know? Um but I don't know if that really answered what your question is. Your question pretty much started off. It's pretty big. You you want me just to go down the story? Well, I mean, let's just let's start from the beginning, right? So, like, how did you get started in uh, in entertainment specifically, or podcasting, or media in general? So I'll try to keep it like an elevator here, so I don't want to get too far into it. But um, essentially, I went to college. I was an English major. I took over the school newspaper. I was the editor in chief my junior and senior year. And that was my first time really taking something from print to digital. Mm -hmm. And so that was exciting. I had a chance to take, I, when I took over the, as the EIC, um, we had about four people. And then by the time I left, we had 26. So it really grew and like fast, you know, which was really cool to see. And then from there, I, as an English major, you just like, you graduate and they're like, oh, you're going to be a teacher. And if you say no to that question, then it's like, you have, you're <laughs> fucked. You're like, you don't have anything to do. So um, I just went out and I, I knew I really liked newspaper. I really knew I liked television. So then um, started writing for the Times a little bit. And then um, as an intern, I don't even know if anything ever got published. But then from there, I went over to uh, PBS and an NPR radio station and worked there for four years. So I worked in television, did every um, position you possibly could do in a television studio. So from uh, running camera in studio, running camera out of studio, crew chief, uh, director, um, floor director, uh, been on air talent. So it kind of gave me a background of everything on top of selling sponsorships. So I had a, I had a little bit of experience everywhere. Um, and then, what's that? Sorry. Did you have a favorite job? Like while you're working at PBS, like did you like find like a niche that you wanted to sit in and like, I would say, I, I want to work in this more. You know? So uh, live production was the best and worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> I worked with the Sinclair broadcast group, which is a pretty big magnet across the country. Mm -hmm. And so I would take a, a big production truck of about 50 feet long. And then there'd be about 20 positions on top of that. We'd go to high school football stadiums in uh, Champaign, Springfield, and Milwaukee. And then we'd pull up that truck and I'd, I'd be in charge of hiring the crew and being on live TV. It was like the worst thing ever. The anxiety was crazy because <laughs> um, if one thing made a mistake, it was like pure chaos. You know, if like you watch a football game now and you see the mic go down on the sideline and you're like, what the fuck? How come they're just not getting the mic working? But in that meantime, <laughs> dude, there's like the, the engineer sprinting to the sideline. It's like complete craziness. Right. Yeah. And so in the meantime, I'm negotiating the contracts um, from the production team to the network as well. So um, if there was a chance of revenue not hitting this, the, the air, 
that was going to come back on me. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of tough conversations um, through the four years I was doing that. So the only best way I can explain that is like, it's like riding a Bronco. It's the best analogy I've heard. And you just hold on for dear life and you're going <laughs> to lose your hat and you're going to lose your feet, you know, and just hold on. That's all you can do, you know? Yeah. And that was what it was. So like you start to kind of love the chaos and love the anxiety of it a little bit. And I still, that's probably the thing that kind of probably projects the most into what I'm doing now. Cause it's like when you put out a contest or something, you don't know how it's going to be. Oh, that's good. You just, it's one of those things that you're just like, well, shit, mm-hmm. we're in it now. Let's just do it. Let's just get through it, you know? Yeah. Well, like when you do like Instagram and social media, stuff like that, is that, do you see like a huge spike in like interactivity? And like, what do you mean? Like when you post something on Instagram, like uh, one of those contests, for example, you get a lot more people from the area just yeah. entering and everything like that. Is that like your idea? Where did you get that idea from? So uh, a girl uh, by the name of Melissa Marshall. Um, who has done some on-air talent stuff for us. Uh, we started a, a bit called Region's Best. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, yeah. the first one was at Hunt and Gather, um, and it was really cool. Um, she was great. And that kind of spearheaded into a conversation her and I had about, well, what if we tried to pick the best places and let the people pick? And the first contest I did when I started this thing was the top five breweries in Northwest Indiana not named Three Floyds. <laughs> and, and that got me a lot of heat on Three Floyds in particular. <laughs> And we still haven't really been, been friends since then. And we're starting to wow. build build a bridge uh, more and more. But um, so I knew what th- that my only issue with it was that it became a popularity contest. And I didn't want that um, initially because it turned into who at the time you can boost shared posts. That wasn't your stuff. So like off square boosted that post probably two hundred dollars mm-hmm. and they got a ton of votes because of it. And that's what ended up having them win that contest, that first one. And so I did, I really didn't like that. I really wanted like the true winner of what people really mm-hmm. thought. Um, at the time, it was probably should have been 18th Street. Yeah, right? they're, they do have some good oh, They're man, crazy. so good. Yeah. yeah. And so that just kind of changed the way I thought about it. But then when we revisited the idea, it was like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. And so we started with pizza in particular. And so... It was, I mean, when we put on these contests, it's it's a serious week and a half of work. I mean, for my social media manager in particular, it's intense. So we start off with, uh, we figure out the idea, what we're going to do. And then we go out and we reach out to all the pizza places, which in Porter and Lake, it was about 90, which is way more than oh, we wow. thought there was. Yeah. And so we reach out to every one of them and we say, hey, we're going to do this. Um, we want, hope you to share it, right? So we, then we start a nomination round. That's 48 hours. And then we do, we trim the bracket down to 32 of who got the most votes. And then it goes every single day for the next six days. And then we do a video at the place who wins. Um, overall, those contests are make, are we're reaching six to 600 to 750,000 people. Wow. And so it's, it's crazy. And I never thought that would be the case. Um, when, especially because I, again, I, I came at it with a place of like, this isn't real, this isn't authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to be, you know? Um, however, I, now we've done seven of those contests I can tell you firsthand, it changes the business's path 100%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that burrito is a, is a perfect example. I, every time I go in there, I, I, they'll never let me pay for anything. <laughs> they just won't. When they won the best taco stuff, um, they were just so like, oh, this is going to change us, you know? And like, they don't, everyone's, I, I think, pretty naive to the fact of what social media can do. Yeah. Um, and then they see the they're booked solid for two weeks in both locations, and they, they can directly say that's because of that. And that and those those views, I mean, we're getting fifteen to sixteen thousand views on those like congratulatory like um, wow. videos yeah. as well. So oh, I see that all the time, and they're huge. I, mean, they're, I love they're those. Huge. I love those contests in general. Like mm-hmm. it's it's fun because I mean, obviously, if you're part of that business too, I mean, it's great for you. You get your name out there, you get uh, exposure. But like me is like, I just want to vote for you know my place or like 
oh, like if I'm looking at like the semifinal four place I've never even heard of, I'm immediately like, oh, well, I mean, if they got this far, I'm gonna, I want to try it. Yeah. And like I want to get involved and I want to try these places and I look forward to who goes out of the next rounds too. So for sure. Well, you're one of the few people who do like it. Hey, <laughs> All right. you should see the messages on those, man. People oh, get man. fucking pissed. Oh, I can imagine. Like, it's this unbelievable. Place won. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's that. like they tried every place in the world. Oh, they yeah. know exactly what it tastes like. And they've had the same experience at every place. It's like, it's such bullshit. Well, those, <laughs> those are the keyboard warriors. Oh, yeah. And they're there. Yeah. So I hate to like backtrack uh, across all of that. But like, let's, can we go back to the beginning? Because so, like a lot of our listener base, there's some that are here. In where we live now, and there's uh, there's a lot that are not from uh, around where we are, which is Northwest Indiana. So, can you talk about like where the idea of Local Two One Nine came from, what it is, how you got here, and like why why invest in Northwest Indiana? Which is a personal conversation you and I have had multiple times, right? But I mean, why invest in this? Well, personally and professionally. The first thing is, is I come from a, a unique background that I think gives me like the re- resume to do it, right? I grew up in Hessville until about eighth grade, and then I moved to St. John from about my freshman year to... Is Hessville, Indiana? Yeah, Hammond. Hammond, mm-hmm. okay. And then... Um, we're so in Northwest Indiana by Chicago. That's true. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. The area code 219. Yes. And so, the, so I moved down to St. John for high school, went to Hanover Central. Um, high school. And then for college, I went to PNW or PNC. Mm-hmm. Now that was Purdue North Central yeah. in Westville. Yeah. So I've had, I've spent significant time in all three corridors of this region. Right. Mm-hmm. And got a chance to kind of see the different perspectives and there is different perspectives, you know, Absolutely. North of 30 is not the same as South of 30 and it's not the same as yeah. East of 65. It's mm-hmm. three completely different people. The best way to explain that is like when I was in Lake County my entire life, you know, it's like you ask someone for the bathroom, it's like over there, you know, it's like, it's very quick, it's sudden. And then you go to Porter County and they're like, oh, let me show you. And they'll walk you to and the they bathroom. They walk you down there. You know, yeah. it's like a completely different perspective. So that's kind of where it started. And then um, when I was at the television station, one of the things that was very frustrating to me, and I got in arguments all the time with my VP of television because there was a chance of, it, I was going, I was swimming across the stream of what PBS is. And, mm-hmm. and PBS is like a really cool thing. Um, however, like there is the pessimistic viewpoint of it is, is that they wait for old people to die so they can take over their wills. <laughs> I mean, that's a real thing, you know, that's why there's like, you know, blankets shows of how to quilt in like noon on, on a Wednesday. Like uh-huh. they, yeah. you know, what's the, uh, I, I forget the name of the show now, but it's one of those old shows that shouldn't be on anymore, but they play it like exhaustion of, of replay. Matlock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. Says the biggest fan of MASH that ever existed. <laughs> yes. All right. I am a proud MASH head. Even though was, Is that a real term? I, I just made it up. That's Maybe a good one, it might though. be. That's a good know. one. I was going to say Bob Ross, but... Oh, Bob Ross is... A, Bob Ross oh, is a legend. Legend. Oh. I did hear, though, that the hills in MASH in the opening sequence was this one of the same hills Kobe Bryant crashed his helicopter in. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's not a joke. Ooh, really? Well, yeah, I know... Yeah, they, they, their lots were shot in, like, L.A. over there in California. Yeah. So, you know, that... Mm. Especially if you know the words of the MASH theme song are, it's extremely depressing. It's yeah. like about suicide. <laughs> Complete side tangent. But you yeah. want to you you go ahead and just sing that right now? I don't, I don't know the words, but I remember like I someone. I No, no. Someone's like, because the words aren't in the opening. It's just the like the orchestral song. Oh, someone's okay. like, look it up one day. I was like, holy shit, this is depressing. <laughs> no wonder they don't put the words in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It was foreshadowing. Well, yes. That's so <laughs> sad. Yeah. But unfortunately true. Yeah. I was at the All-Star life. game last night. I can say that. Yeah. That's I, can, fine. I can say that yeah. Kobe joke. That's fine. You have black friends. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where. <laughs> 
So, yeah, right, go ahead, so I started doing that stuff. And then so I, I remember the day that it changed for me and I was talking to him in his office and I'm like, hey, man, um, we should be doing more stuff on YouTube and Facebook as like more bite sized things so we can kind of check and beta test the programming we're creating. So that way, when we do take it to 30 minutes, it's not as much of a drain on our resources. And we can, we can like actually have sponsorship built in because we already have a built in audience. And his exact words back to me were, no one watches anything on YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> okay, fuck okay, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What year was that? That was three years ago. What? No. <laughs> Swear to God, man. No. What? Swear to God. That's oh, not that's, a joke. That dude's super that's out of touch. Ignorant. Still there. Still there. No, no one watches still YouTube. There. <laughs> if he's still there. If still he's, there. If he's still there, that should give everybody an idea of wow. the uh, weird kind of wasteland that we live in digitally in this area. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. Wow. It is crazy. And so the other side of that is like in the meantime, I'm running around and I'm meeting so many cool people doing cool things and that we're not even trying to even promote, you know, as a media company. Mm -hmm. And the Times isn't doing it either, you know. So I saw this big hole and I thought, you know what, if I can maybe fill the gaps into that a little bit. And I've always, when I started this thing, visualized Vice meets NPR. All right. yeah. You know, yeah. it's how I've always thought about it. Like, I, I'm not afraid of topics or anything like that. Let's push the boundaries and then, but let's be, let's try to be as educational as we can at the same time. And if we can add a nonprofit component to it, even better. So that's, that's kind of what, how it started. And then from there, it started with the first time I actually, the first thing I ever did was uh, Regions, what was that thing called? Region, Re Gourmet. Region Gourmet, where yeah. I met you guys for the first time. Yeah. And that was the first video we ever did. And then from there, I think two months later is when you guys were on our podcast before um, it was still in my house, but yeah. it was right before you guys opened. December 17. Yeah. And so from there, it's just been, you know, staffing. And that's probably the biggest hurdle for me has been trying to figure out how to manage people oh, and how to grow a company. Man. Man. Honestly, any industry. I don't, I don't care what it is anymore. It's the hardest Finding thing. good help is the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Listen up. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like <laughs> under 26... Grow the fuck up. Get your shit together. <laughs> Get your shit together and go to work, you miserable, useless piece of shit. There's an eight-year-old right now. I'm yeah. under 26. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the world doesn't owe you a fucking thing. Yeah, That's exactly. the other thing. It's like, oh, stop shit. being so entitled. I'll add to that. Oh, my it's God. It's ridiculous, Yes. Dude. It's 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 it like it, entitlement reigns supreme in today's society, and I can't so fucking bad. take it anymore. It's the worst, and it, 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 it's it's not just it's and you know like I'm I'm hating on like I hate it on like younger you know twenty somethings just now, but I mean it reigns supreme all the way through folks into their fifties and sixties. I get it every single day in what I do, and I'm tired of it, man. Like grow the fuck up, take some accountability for yourself, go to work, raise uh. your fucking kids. And you should you should what? calm down because I'm better than you and I deserve everything that's coming my way. So <laughs> calm your shit. Exactly right. Now you can sue me too. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, so in the meantime, I think that uh, that first video is there. I'm starting a podcast, and that's literally me talking to a wall by myself. And that probably goes on for about five months until we started making money. Was that the first podcast ever, according to Alan? Yeah, that was the yeah. first one. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, like, how does uh, how do podcasts like fall under? the local 219 umbrella or do they at all anymore is that how it started yeah i should say this with this with caution because you guys are kind of early on in your journey <laughs> oh um, it's fine go ahead so i should say just that. go ahead and shit all over my dreams <laughs> <laughs> um you have to know why you're doing this yeah you know and you have to know why like you're trying to accomplish it um 
for me, I found out what media does when with relationships. Um, and so for me, like when I when I was still at Lakeshore, when I found out that, you know, we're not listening to YouTube and Facebook anymore, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm going to use this as a Petri dish to, to test beta a lot of things that I want to try to accomplish. One of those things is how I can start using media to start building relationships. And so, um, the, the say, uh, you know, the CEO of Centir, if I called him and I was selling sponsorship and video production for, for that television station at the time. So if I'd call him and be like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you about, or email, um, about my video production services and all the stuff we could do. It was like, I'm never getting a response. It's right. just the way it is. Right. And so part of this whole situation became is how do I, how do I bridge the gap in sales as fast as possible? And so, um, I knew if I did that same email, but that if I changed the verbiage of it and I said, Hey, I'd love to have you guys, um, I'd love to do a video, bring our camera team in there and show your impact in the community. The, the doors would swing wide open. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a, a meeting that was like, he may not want to take in the first place, I'd have three hours to get to know him on set, mm-hmm. um, and be the one who's interviewing him in his most vulnerable position because most people aren't on camera. So that really worked for me. Um, and so when I started podcasting, the according to Alan thing in particular was me just kind of giving updates on what local two and nine was doing, um, how that stuff was going on. But essentially what talk local is, which is another podcast that's yes. like highlighting local people. That's essentially the ROI is to get to know people mm-hmm. um, and see where those relationships take it. You know, some of them, they sputter as soon as you, you end the podcast, and you don't see them again. Some of them like this one, you know, like Nick, we've been now friends for three years and Can't we're doing stuff together. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. So like, they, but it never was about money. And that was a talk know? local podcast, right? It the was. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And so it was never about money for this. And I think if you're going into this looking for money, I oh, think yeah. you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've always heard if you go into it, trying to make money, you won't. You won't. If you don't have that, then you could. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and so that's, and I think what, like everything I've already seen, you guys got a great setup here. Um, you guys got obviously some pretty good production stuff. Uh, I heard the open, which is really great. Um, and you guys seem to like each other. No, <laughs> that's only I mean, it's, <laughs> most it's, of the time. It's an act. We do. We do well. There's a lot of fighting. We had to create our own uh, way to communicate with each other honestly. <laughs> without and actually, so Stevie, I'm gonna let you explain this. Since yeah, because I like you're to hear that. Basically, the reason that it exists. So we were all driving. Um, I forget where we were going. But we're on the car together, and I don't know what it was that day where there was like maybe some animosity in the air, or whatever. We were it was. coming back from the lake house after three days together. You well, you guys to. are family, right? Are, yes, are all we're three cousins. Of you related? Stevie and I are cousins. Yes, and then we're just lifelong friends. And I'm, awesome. yeah, we I'm adopted adopted. Alex because good nobody. selection. Was that like the NBA draft? It was like, like you know, it's like I'm a rescue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was all that was left. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little puppy with like a droopy eye in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So we're sitting there driving and I forget we were talking about Aleko or something, something along those lines. And I go, all right, hashtag honesty hour. This is going to be the next hour. We're going to speak openly and not give each other shit. And we're just going to say anything we need to say from the heart. And then that's it. It was a question about you. I forget what it was. But that's where it started off from. So we say hashtag honesty hour, and then we just say anything yeah. we want to say. Yeah, it invokes a 60-minute period where uh, there is no shit talking. Yeah. Anybody can air grievances, say what they want to say, uh, express feelings of love, adoration for one another without being criticized for being uh, a pussy. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. Because realistically, we are three assholes. And <laughs> our relationships are... Well, Steve and I are assholes. I like us more of a vagina. That's true. But I'm... See? But I'm close by. <laughs> I'm in the neighborhood. It's better than um, the taint. Well, <laughs> that's very... <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I mean, a lot of the ways we communicate are just constant joking, constant teasing. But, there, you know, there's times where we legitimately piss each other off. Yeah. Or, like, we are really happy for someone. So, it's like, yeah, to get rid of all the joking, you just hashtag honesty hour and you let it go. Yeah. Be like, I'm really mad at you or I would die for you. Like, mm. kind of the same thing. So, it's it's really cool that it kind of exists in our own weird culture. Yeah, because, like, if I were to say, hey, Nick, fuck you. <laughs> nothing right it's hilarious but i yeah. say hey hashtag honesty hour fuck you it's like oh shit what did so i, I actually <laughs> felt two very different things right there see literally yeah. before you said hashtag honesty hour i was like okay exactly yeah. but you should be an actor because your facial features when you were doing that was also a part of that that's because he's got something to really say but he doesn't want to do it right now <laughs> oh really he'll do it later <laughs> so that's off coming air. from a real place <laughs> he'll do it later <laughs> off air yeah, that's why exactly it seems right. so real yeah no but it actually it, it's really it worked out really well for us mm-hmm. awesome so uh Back to podcasting <laughs> and uh, under like what you got like going on, like what has been the most beneficial uh, like reason for podcasting? Like outside of like, you know, what you've told, what you've told, sorry, is there anything else? And then like some of the biggest challenges that you've uncovered while podcasting. So that question was, what's the most beneficial thing? And then what's the stuff I've uncovered that's been very hard? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the like fir- why do it? And then why <laughs> not do it? As far as local 209 is concerned, not just podcasting in general. So complicated. Um, Most beneficial. I think it, I think it part of it's kind of like a therapy, you know, Uh for me. Um, So I get a chance to kind of just like throw up my thoughts. I get that because I love to hear myself talk. (laughs) (laughs) So we're all in the same boat on that then. Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. um, I love hearing Nick talk. We all love Nick. (laughs) We all love Nick's talking. Um, So like that's where it kind of started. And so that I really appreciate. I really like hearing people's stories. Um, in particular. So that's kind of fun. Um, I wish I could do, I wish I could spend more time on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I I regret after two and a half, three years of doing it. And I probably, I think I've hosted or been on at least about 150 podcasts at this wow. point. Um, I, I think that I'd really wish I could put a lot of the time into the production of getting interviews in pre-recording bits like i would love to prank call wjob every day (laughs) you know if i just had the time dude and then get really good people at it you know um and so i I just don't have the time to do it we have like pushed the boundaries a little bit i had this one kid dalton who was the quarterback at valparaiso university for a little while and he was just good at getting in front of people and just getting a mic and see what's going on so i had him walking the streets of crown point with a light just talking the shit to people, you know, and seeing where it would come. <laughs> and it, it, it went pretty well, but it's like, it's hard to maintain that level of consistency in production, right? Because everybody needs to do it. And so if he misses a week, what do you do, you yeah. know? Um, so it didn't, then it becomes like, we're prank calling people, we're doing all this stuff. And I just wish we could spend more time on it. Um, I do wish I could do it more frequently. Since now we've grown more and I've seen that it's not really about listenership and it's not really about I'm not making money on it. I, I think we have two out of the two six podcasts, two, three of them, two or three of them are sponsored. Mm-hmm. Um, what are all the ones that are uh, that are under your umbrella right now? Okay, so we have one called Bruisers, yeah. which, which is um, sponsored by Rizzo Insurance. That is all about the local craft beer scene. Okay. Um, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, we've had probably 20 episodes of that. 
I hosted the first season. I did not host the second season. Yeah. Um, we brought in, you know, people from Modern Times in San Diego who was here for Dark Lord Week. We've had, I mean, you get an inside track on everything that's going on in the beer community, mm-hmm. which is cool for those people who care about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a small that's a small. Well, and for those who don't know, like like this area has a huge craft beer scene. Yeah, we have and a really influential back. Yeah, twenty eight breweries here. Twenty eight. No, yeah, can, can you speak to that a little bit? Because I mean, you kind of you know about it, like about it more than we do. Yeah. So. Um, I always thought it was like eight. I thought, I thought it was like, like five. six total. Yeah, no, it's no, getting big. God we damn. love our beer. That's true. And it goes all the way to like Laporte, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, but it's essentially, it's hard to kind of go down some of that stuff with like knowing the whole entire backstory and you don't want to like bore people. Yeah, sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So around, we had three Floyds start in the early 2000s. Which is hugely popular. Huge. Right? It's a national brand yeah. at this point. 2008, you had three more breweries pop up. It's Crown Brewing, it's Shoreline, it's Figure Eight. Mm-hmm. And then 2012 to 14 is probably to some people predicated on this beer supply store called Kennywood, which I got. That's where I started home brewing too. Um, that that burst the gates mm-hmm. wide open. And they also started doing a ton of stuff with organizing home brewers. So Devil's Trumpet comes from there. Windmill comes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Forefathers comes from there. Um, that's That was kind of like the school of brewing. For this area, that's where you saw the explosion. So between like twelve to fourteen, we probably saw ten to fourteen different breweries pop up mm-hmm. um, and be sustainable. And then over the last five or six years, that's when you've seen like the new era of like the th- cathedral brewery off square byway, mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. who've kind of thought they're going to just like maximize yeah. the experience. And so yeah, I mean it's it's just blown up into its own kind of culture and own kind of economy in this area, which we do a ton of work with, you know. Do so, you do you uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't sure, want to. Do sure. you have a favorite? Well, I was going to ask that. <laughs> uh, I have favorite styles from oh, different beer? places. Yeah, Which, I, what I, are they? I couldn't. I, I don't. I mean, I could say it. No one's listening to this anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I could say it. <laughs> I love it. I love what that jab. Dick. <laughs> it's a nice jab. No one listens good. to mine also either. True. Listen, my mom talks to a lot of people. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think that my favorite style of like uh, IPA and Deepa, which is a double IPA, is probably 18th Street. I think they just kill it all the time. 18th uh, Street's beer is good across the board. Great beer. Have you been so a good. Distillery? Uh-uh. Not yet. Super good. Is it the distillery good? Yeah, we went to their soft open and it was incredible. It's in Hammond, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a, they have two locations, one in Miller Beach and then one in Hammond. Yeah. The Miller Beach one's now just a tap room, but Hammond's where they're doing a lot of the brewing. Uh, so I'd say that I love the I love the um, creativity of Burnham Brewing. They do a lot of really cool things, mm-hmm. um, especially like with flavors. What's that? I like the guys from Burnham. Oh, and they're great guys. Too. Yeah, that's the thing about that community. It's very communal, and I, in, in all sense of the word, I mean they do help each other out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I really love uh, the new line from uh, Devil's Trumpet called Astronaut Dreams. It's like a soda pop IPA. Mm-hmm. It's wicked. It's <laughs> like seven percent. It tastes like pop for real. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So it's like a it's dangerous. Not it your is dangerous. root beer and stuff. Like it that. is on yeah. that. So it's got. I think the flavors are like an orange tangerine, and then it's Ooh, uh, Fanta. You know, yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Fanta <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, and then they have like a strawberry banana one. They have one that tastes like a bomb pop. Um, they have one that tastes like a pina colada. It's crazy stuff. And then I love the memes uh, line from Windmill. They they do a killer job. And then I would say uh, I really – my favorite people in the business, and I'd say that does a pretty good job with beer too, is Crown Brewing. Um, mm-hmm. Those those guys are awesome. And I, I would oh, go great to bat guys, for those man. guys yeah. any day of the week. Oops. Um, so, yeah. So I would say that's probably the shortest way I could answer that politically correct. <laughs> I mean, that's good. No, that's a great that's answer. Uh, and also, like, I contest yeah. nothing because I agree with you 100%. Nice. Uh, so 
you said just a little bit ago. So Bruisers is a sponsored podcast mm-hmm. and you just witnessed uh one of our sponsors <laughs> which was uh done by some guy who's not here anymore i don't know where he went uh, his name is speedo i don't know what happened to him uh, initially when he was off air talking i thought he was sponsoring speedos yeah it's <laughs> so weird I thought right? you're gonna come he's out got this that. thick accent he's kind of an asshole i don't know where he came from <laughs> kind of steve keeps inviting him back and i don't understand why <laughs> he does live here <laughs> uh sponsoring podcasts is like it's it's a tough thing right so like yeah i understand that like you know like listener base is obvious like in reach is a huge thing but when approaching sponsors right do you have like do you have a standard pitch that you use <laughs> is there a standard pitch is it a is it a case-by-case basis uh i mean anything that that speaks to that i think it starts with relationships man um, you, you're gonna, you're gonna record these things. And we talked about numbers yesterday about like how many people listen to your guys' podcast. Yeah, totally. If you're in that 500 range, I mean, I give you guys credit. That's good. Um, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up over that. Uh, and it comes down to frequency. You got to put them out all the time and then you've got to figure out a way to campaign them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the only way I've been able to get, get, um, sponsorship in particular on podcasts is if I was able to present an ROI directly to them that was beyond just brand awareness. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing is like Rizzo Insurance is a perfect example because he's a friend of mine. I went to high school with him. Um, He he started out with uh, Lake Erie Insurance. He just added that to his brokerage. And they they specialize in brewer's insurance. Okay. (laughs) So really for him, it was just about getting him in the room with these brewers while they're there yeah, and then getting a chance to kind of put a face to the name Mm -hmm. and then letting kind of the gods do what they do, you know? Yeah. Um, And so win-win both ways. Right. And so hopefully they're saving, he's saving them money. Hopefully they're going with him and then it's a, it's awesome. Um, So that's kind of how I approached it, especially with that stuff. And so it's not really like a, like, so it's like even Spitz and Miller is a great example of that. There's another insurance agency in Griffith. They sponsor a video segment we do called what's the dish where we go to, Different cook, different restaurants, and we we interview the the chef. Mm-hmm. The chef will prov- like really present one of their favorite dishes, what's in it, what's going on. And so Spitz and Miller started pot, um, sponsoring that for the same reason, so they can he wants to specialize more in restaurant insurance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's finding out what your sponsors want to be a part of, especially if you're not Bill Burr or like Joe Rogan, you know, right. like those guys got millions of listeners, yeah. and, and of I mean, course, yeah, and they've been and the people don't realize they they turn on YouTube and they're like, oh, Joe Rogan's been there. But they don't realize that dude's been doing that for like 12 years. Yeah, you a know? long time. Yeah. A long time and consistent. And so that's the only way you build it, you know? And so, and you're not going to get, you know, Taco Bell to be a sponsor. <laughs> it's just not going to. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. like soap? <laughs> of course I do. So if, say, you had access to somebody who knew a lot about soap and could get you some soap. Like Fight Club soap? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> If, you know, there could be someone who may or may not have a hookup in the soap game. <laughs> all I'm saying is, where's those soap dollars at? That's all. That's all I'm saying. I should. I mean, I really should approach him. Where are you at, Ajax? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then my boss just like, oh, I'm turning this shit off right now. <laughs> I really should ask. Uh, I'm not going to outwardly out your, out, out your company. So uh, it's in the soap industry, but uh, it's obviously not Ajax. Let's just say it's a more environmentally friendly mm. and conscious company <laughs> mm-hmm. who likes to provide to the community and put out good products that are safe to use. Well, if they like to provide to the community, uh, hey, you know what your name is? Where you at? For 20 bucks, I'll say method on air. 
Well, all right. There you 20 go. bucks there. in your pocket. Yeah, you get that one for free. <laughs> That's funny. What? Uh, so what do you, moving forward, are you like getting into YouTube more and then like trying to build that part of the business up or like do video? I, I don't know if you even do video podcasts or anything like that. Yeah. So we, I, that was the biggest issue, right? Is how do you market audio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so the only way to market it's through video. At least that's the way I found out. I don't know if there's a better way out there. There probably is, but um, we would get there and then I would essentially videotape me and a person chatting about what we just talked about and then putting the link in the Facebook feed. Um, really at the end of the day, every day is about survival right now. Um, we're growing at, at a rate that's just really hard to kind of mm-hmm. maintain. Um, without dropping balls. And mm-hmm. so that's why my podcast essentially is kind of taking a backseat. My, 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 to be completely honest, uh, my content is taking a backseat, uh, my personal stuff, because we just got so much stuff in front of us right now that we have to get over that is making it complicated. No, I mean, you're crazy busy right now. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. It, it is. It's that. nuts. Like, yeah. I mean, what's, uh, can you, can you talk about any of that? Like, what are you, like, what are you working on now that's, uh, uh, so let's see, like th- just, just this week alone. Okay. Yeah. Let's All just right. talk about that. Cause yeah. I think that's the easiest way to kind of put it in perspective. So, um, Friday we ran a comedy show at Crown Brewing that was sold out. That was really awesome. Um, Saturday we were at the ballet, um, filming something in Velpo, which is another great thing that I think people should really get a part of. Uh, Sunday we're at a brunch when we're, we're, we're with you mm-hmm. at Provecho. Yes. Um, hosting a Bob Marley brunch, which was great. Oh, it was awesome. It was super cool. Um, at, at the same time... So we have I'm, another one, the 23rd, by the way. If you haven't watched tickets, it, yeah. mom. <laughs> if you haven't watched tickets yet, mom. <laughs> go ahead and go. So simultaneously at the same time, we, we've we started doing um, video stuff with the Times. Uh, oh. So you're going to start seeing a lot more better video, I, I think. And I hope that they agree that I would say they would say the same thing. Um, so uh, we were at the bride the bridal convention in Michigan City at Blue Chip filming an event video there uh, at the same time as the brunch. And then, yeah, it was, I'm sure my 23 year old (laughs) video producer probably loved it. Um, And then uh, around four o'clock we were at a beauty salon um, recording them. Um, So that was all yesterday alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today we were at 845 at uh, CrossFit and Crown Point filming something that was just crazy. Um, In the meantime, uh, we've been doing stuff with Yuki country club. So we've been doing a bunch of video stuff for them. Um, and with it, also we've been kind of going back cause we've had to, in the week before we had an Oscars party. So, that. um, that tavern, yeah, that tavern. So we had a recap meeting with them today about that. We had our staff meeting today. Um, and then I had to go to, I, we were doing all the marketing for crown beer fest this year. So I was with the crown people talking about all that stuff. Um, and then in the meantime, sending out email campaigns, um, we've got an open house that I've at, at athletic performance factory in Griffith that's happening right now that I'm not at. Um, and do, do you sleep? I was gonna say <laughs> this is the last four days, dude, and it doesn't end. The rest wow. of the week, it's no. like it stays this naked, this this breakneck pace. That's crazy. Um, it's yeah. been a lot of fun to watch, man. Honestly, like I, uh, as somebody who's known you for pretty much all of this journey that you've been on, like, and I, like, you know, we do our own thing at Provecho, but uh, to to watch you go through and execute what you do and how you do it has been a has been a lot of fun. And uh, as somebody who like. I call you friend. I'm uh, I'm proud of you. Thanks, you know? buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I need those words of encouragement, dude. I'll tell you, like, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way at all. Of what you guys do, it's like you get you get caught up in what you're doing, and then you start you start kind of losing sight of the big picture sometimes. Yeah, you know? it feels more like work as opposed to uh, you lose like, like kind of lose sense of the accomplishment. You know? Yeah, and especially in this game, digital wise, it's like you can put out a video and it could say twenty thousand views, but you have no idea what that fucking means. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and so. 
usually it's like the, the the things that have changed the most since the beginning now is that more people understand what I do without having to explain it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm being recognized more publicly. Mm-hmm. That's essentially the biggest differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but and either one is cool. And we're doing a ton of events now, way more than we ever did. You ever want to merge your love stuff like that you love in your personal life back into your professional life? So, for example, yeah. for example, baseball, right? Yeah. I know you're a huge baseball guy. Huge. Uh, why haven't you done a baseball podcast? <laughs> that's, that's probably the number one question I get asked from my from my old life as a baseball coach and player. Really? <laughs> yeah. So to kind of give you like when I went back to college as the English guy, I was there because I was a pitching coach of the baseball team. Mm. And so then they they hired, they were like, hey, we'll give you a full scholarship. And they gave me the best advisors on campus. And they're like, go crazy. And I fell in love with English. And baseball for me at the time, at, at my peak, I was giving lessons, you know, 40 to 80 a week. I was, um, I, I won a state championship at Andran for baseball. Um, I got named as the high school coach of the year for the post tribune, um, was running camps across the country, working for big league guys all over the place, doing showcases, running. I had my own travel organization, so I went hard into it. And so I got to really know that, that thread really well. Um, so even right now, that time period, I was doing that stuff. Um, Mike Brasso, who's an Andrean guy I coached, he's starting for the Tampa Bay Rays. Zach sure. Plezak, um, was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. He was on my travel baseball teams. Um, Sean Manaya was an Andrean pitcher. He's pitching for the Oakland A's. Um, a kid I used to give lessons to, this kid Cody Hosey, he was a first-round draft pick by the Dodgers this year. Wow. So it's like, and there's probably 20 more guys in AA and AAA right now that are about to come through. So it's like, I kind of probably got out of it a little early, what, honestly. I was going to say, what kept you from AAA ball or the MLB? Nico's big old, Nico's big old <laughs> swinging dick. That would keep anybody that would, out. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that you, you was You can't wear a cup planned. and have a huge dick. That was not <laughs> planned. That and the Houston Astros. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I was... Uh, no, the, 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 the real... Um, no, seriously, though, what was it? Nico's big old swinging <laughs> dick. <laughs> The, Go ahead. The, the real reason was I got offered a job at Creighton University after my first year at Purdue Northwest as their baseball coach. And um, it was a baseball ops thing. And uh, I found out I got the job and then they were going to offer me $3,000 for the year. And in the meantime, I was co- I was like, had to move to Wichita. And it was like, I, I can't do that for yeah. $3,000. And if I'm that far away from making real money at this, I got to find a different track. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. It sucks, though, because I mean, like, you're such like a. I've 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 met like sports dudes, but when it comes to baseball, like if I there's nobody gayer. If I (laughs) if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was a there was a gay baseball question, you'd be the one I would call. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, that's my. I'll extend that to your entire listenership. Where where do you even go from that? (laughs) I don't know. He's the one who said it was gay. It is gay. I love it though. I hate baseball. I'm sorry. Really? I, really? Hot, nice hot take. Hot take. I fucking hate baseball. Why? I like it. It doesn't make sense. All right. So I've been to games with you. I going to the game is really fun. Going to the game is fun. Sitting there and watching on TV, I can't do it. I can't do it. I love playing it. Playing baseball is really fun. So you don't hate baseball. You just hate watching baseball. I hate wa- okay there. I hate watching baseball. But That's then not people, what you said. But you know when they're like, oh, why do you hate watching baseball? Oh, then you gotta explain the whole thing of oh, I like playing it, but I don't like watching it. But I, don't like it. I fucking hate Listen, it. I just fucking <laughs> hate it. Sitting no. down, sitting down in your home and watching a full nine innings in like the middle of April is a little tough, right? Why? Uh, if you're it just it's a it's a little 
It's a long season. Nick, I'm glad you're really defending baseball right now. No, this is good. No, it's annoying. Why the fuck do you not like baseball? I like baseball, but I admit, just watching a a one of the first games of the 162 game season. You're not admitting. You're confessing. Sure. Go ahead. Same thing. No. When it when it comes to like after the All Star break and on though, it get like that's when like the race really starts. Divisional is really important, especially when you get into playoffs. Like playoff baseball is fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, it is. But like the beginning of the season, Same it's a little though. long. It's 162 games. That's it's a problem. little long. It's, it's a little long. I mean, it's not 1904 anymore. Okay, we've got stuff to do now. And they didn't even like play what? 162 in 1904. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> they should go back to 100 or whatever they played yeah. back then. Oh, man. Like, that's fine. I yeah. will forever be like the uh, the old-timey Cubs fan that's like, oh, let's play two. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Fair I, enough. I've, listen, I don't want to sit there for eight hours, but if there's beer, I'm in. Right. Also true. Well, I got a. I might have a different perspective of it now because FanDuel and DraftKings is, is like oh, legal, so no, I might right. be more is, into is. it for the most of the season that's at this point. point. Are you DraftKings? Right? If you're listening, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. and you don't have a sponsorship in North Indiana, uh, you can reach us at frozengorillas at gmail The NBA has officially made me a gambler. Like I, I'm, a, I'm yes. addicted at this point. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm literally betting every night. Do you just sit? <laughs> do you just sit on your phone, or do you go to the sports book? The at, phone. Yeah, I'm not uh, doing that. I'm not with the other degenerates. I can't. I can't witness other degenerates that, that's a turnoff <laughs> that solidifies him as a degenerate yeah yeah i can't if you're do at home that. on your phone you're fine how'd you totally do last fine. night with the all-star game uh i missed on the over i hit the i i, I called the under and it was i had 307 or something like that but i did hit the buddy healed three-point contest it's and a the crazy high scoring contest. game man it was like what, crazy. 150 you, something wait and, yeah when did they set hold on, i have a legit question because last year was the first time i ever noticed that it was the new format mm-hmm. well they had the target for 157 did they come up with that target like i think it's live they just see how the teams are playing. Okay, right. I don't, I don't know. No, that's not true either. No, no. So what they did was they the first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter are their own games. Right, right. I so that. like if you win twenty to nineteen, um, you win that point and you get a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars to your charity. By the by the quarter four, they combine all the scores, the accumulative score. Mm-hmm. So what happened was if the target score was one fifty seven, that means one of the teams had to have one thirty three. So the accumulative score was 133. They add 24 to the highest scoring one, and that's what makes the prop the prop score. So then going into the fourth quarter, I think it was like 133 to 120. So then the team that was in the lead had to get 24 points. The team that was behind had to get 34. Okay. So you didn't know the target until after the third quarter. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so the, the so team LeBron was... bet the over. That's why I was like, confused. I'm I didn't think... I, I actually the bet the under yeah. because I was like, there's no way... I didn't understand the fourth quarter rules until last night. Mm. Um, but Team LeBron was chasing 14 going into that right. fourth quarter and they ended up coming back and winning. Yeah. So it changed the over quite a bit. So I liked it. It kept them, it was more interesting. It was because they it, were playing hard. Right. Because it forced each quarter because it was own little game for them to actually play instead of just only playing the last five minutes of the game. The first quarter was a pure classic all star yeah. game, just dunk, 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 right. dunk, dunk. And then by the second quarter, they're like, shit, we got to actually play because it's all going to charity. Right. And the most brilliant thing the NBA did. They had both charities sitting underneath the basket. Like, yeah, yeah. cheering. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant idea. You're like literally watching the people you're playing for, yeah. you know? And so by the third quarter, they was like they were they were playing hard. It was pretty awesome to see five on five. Because we were watching that yesterday. We were watching Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we put on the All-Star game. And I was like, wow, they're actually playing. Like yeah. Yanni is actually getting into LeBron's face and blocking oh, yeah. his shit, you know. I'm, I'm like, wow, this game is actually pretty entertaining. But there was the third quarter, fourth quarter. So yeah. how did you guys like Ford versus Ferrari? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's really you? good. So yeah. I am I am admittedly a huge um 
How you love baseball, I love Mustangs and Shelby. Oh, so then you're in. So this was like, just Ford in general. No, that's not true. That's Fords are okay. Come I have no problem with Ford, but come on, man, you're a focus in general. <laughs> but no, I, I've always loved Mustangs. I have a Shelby myself. So this movie was it was huge for me. Like I've, I'd seen documentaries before, like Corolla had the Twenty Four Hour War, which is a fantastic documentary on the story. Um, so like I knew everything going in, and I've told them before, like there there is a race in the movie where I know exactly how it goes from the history because it's all history. And it was shot so well. And like the sound editing and the video is all like I was at the edge of my seat, like, you know, white knuckling it like, oh, here we go. Even though I knew how it was going to turn out. That's cool. So it was done very well. We watch all the best pictures. And I think the only thing that um, nominees, the only thing that threw me off on that movie was Christian Bale's accent for like the first 30 minutes. So that's I had like to get his legit <laughs> accent. He is. He is English. That's his legit accent. I don't know if it's that exact one, but he is from the UK. He mm-hmm. does have a British, like a natural British accent. Yeah, he does. So that was, so like, let me that ask could have been question. his natural voice, but I don't know for sure. I'm sure it was doctored or, a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen Slightly it yet, but, I, but I've, yeah. I've heard it and I, I think it's, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. It's just like normal interview voice. Yeah. He's the worst Batman voice of all time, right? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna largely disagree I mean, with you there. I mean, you got that's the worst Batman. I'm saying the worst Batman voice. You've oh, got hold on, Clooney. I mean, Clooney. <laughs> it was just Clooney. Yeah, like that's the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most. I think I that's mean, the worst. It's one. the most made fun of. My favorite Batman movie. My least favorite Batman voice. Batman Forever, best Batman movie ever made. Which one was that? The one with Kiefer First, Sutherland. Don't even ask that question. Kiefer or, Sutherland. Not Kiefer Sutherland. I was like, no. what? Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what that Batman is, did I see? That is going to be a badass Batman, Batman That reminds me of that solo movie. Jack like, Bauer. What was his name? Which one? Batman Forever. Who, who, which character are you talking about? Robin? Motherfucking Batman. Is that Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. who is the bad guys in that? I don't. I Tommy Lee one. Jones and oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Two-Face yeah. and Ridley. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. And and was that the one with the Penguin? That's no, a, no, Michael the Keaton. One. That's oh, the, and that was Catwoman. That's, that's, that's yeah. Michael Keaton one, yeah. yeah. That was a good one, too. Because yeah. Clooney was what? Doctor... Or, uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. And, um, and Poison I, Ivy. Poison, Poison Ivy. That blue. But the other, uh, the other Schumacher, the other Schumacher uh, Batman movie, yeah. right? Because Batman, Forever, and then Batman yeah, and Robin. Did. Correct. He did this, the last two. It's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Those I understand, four. but did Schumacher do all four? No. He did the first. Did, no, I'm talking about the flamingly homosexual Burton Joel Schumacher did the first movie. Burton two. did the first two. Schumacher did the yeah. second two. Schumacher did Batman Forever with Val Kilmer yep. and the nipples. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Well, Bad George nipples. Clooney had the nipples. No, he, no. Val Kilmer had the did? nipples. They both had nipples. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Schumacher's nipples, nipples were gay. Yes. The other nipples were just Batman nipples. <laughs> there was a there was a there was a close up nipple shot on Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. I would I love wrong? to hear like two thousand words on your nipple nipple situation with all the Batman. I'll give it to you right now if you want. <laughs> Boom in. That, that is not a challenge for him, dude. That's 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 just that movie and then uh, Matilda or Stevie and I's. Wife. Yeah, those are the childhood movies. Mm-hmm. Matilda, what's that? What? How Ooh, dare you leave sir. my house? Now. How Brucey, dare you, sir? Get some chocolate, Brucey. <laughs> you never uh, seen that one. What is it? It's, I uh, might have. I just don't know. Ahead, that Directed and written by Danny DeVito, and it's a movie about. I, I don't remember the little uh, the, the the little girl's name who's the actress, but oh, I have I to look it up. But name. she was she was also a little girl in um, Miss Doubtfire. Shit, I don't, I, I've seen the movie. I, mean, I don't she remember. She is Matilda. But, do, do, like, you know, do you know what we're talking about though? No, I can. I well, okay. Have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Just yeah, exp- absolutely. Okay, the the youngest daughter. You know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, um, uh, kind of. Stevie, Stevie will pull it up here in a second. Okay. That girl. What's her? What's the this, actress's name? This bitch. Yeah. That, what's this? <laughs> She's like. I do remember her. There you go. Matilda Wormwood. Her name is Matilda. Really? Apparently. Nope. <laughs> no, that is not Matilda Wormwood. Is uh, the character's name Maria Wilson? What Maria Wilson. Name? Yeah. Boom. Ooh, hello. How old is she now? Gorgeous. That's not, oh, that's uh, that's Miss Trashball. Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. I've yeah. never seen Matilda. I know what it is, but I've never seen. First it. of all, go fuck yourself. Well, second I tried. of all, go fuck yourself twice. Uh, that's a little. That's a little work. Well, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the face, but the rest of it, I'm all right with. Better looking older than younger, though, right? I I would hope so. <laughs> well. Because now we're getting well, into some murky waters. Now we're into Alego's territory, <laughs> oh, which we're not allowed to talk about. Epstein style. Yeah, huh? He didn't kill himself. Oh, damn it, he beat me to it. Neither did Alego. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Ugh. Uh, uh, look at this. That's the questions. You guys yeah, have them right behind question. you. No wonder. No yeah. wonder. So, that's why like, we sat you over there. I mean, in all honesty, like, so we, we last time we recorded was October. It's been um, a long. We fell off. It just, you know, we all used excuses, word, blah, blah, blah. And we just, you know, we just stopped. So we, we've decided to come back. We said, all right, if we're going to do this again, we're going to do this legitimately in our <laughs> minds, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do it better. More so, legitimately. Yes. <laughs> Touche. I was so never like, not being legitimate. You the were just most over there making soap. That we could be. So, like, you know, we're trying to come up with outlines. We're trying to plan further podcasts in the future instead of just scrambling the day of, like, oh, shit, it's Monday. What are we going to talk about? This is Aleko talking about his own process and has nothing to do with the rest of Blue Light Special. Oh, really? <laughs> really, mister? Uh, how was is, how is Speedo this, this afternoon? What? Was he ready to go? What? That's what I thought. Twice. I got to take that fucking laptop away from you know, right? during recordings. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm going to say nah. Not going to happen. Nah, bro. So you're doing this more legitimately. So we're trying. Continue. We're Good. trying to have a Good. little more structure, a little more organization, so it seems better as we put it out there. It goes a long way. I'm proud of you guys. Hey, that means Thanks. a lot. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> All right. So uh, hashtag honesty hour. Hashtag honesty hour. It does. Yeah. All right. So hashtag honesty hour. Now, I, now I know what's behind me and I can read your eyes. I know you're coming with a question right now. Yeah, sure. Hit me. 100%. You Hit ready me. for it? Yeah. Prep yourself. Okay, done. Okay. It's, well are done. you gay? Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, local two one nine in the future. <laughs> Bring it back. What a great transition. Bring it back. What a great transition. This is so you can cut the last thirty minutes and like is keep going straight I through. Am being facetious, <laughs> flawless. Do you think? Do you think after the Batman nipples conversation, people want to go back to local two one nine at this yes. point? Yes. Okay. Point. Okay. I think so. All right. If they don't like it. Go <laughs> fucking listen to something else. I don't care. No, keep listening uh, here. Yeah, please keep listening. <laughs> uh, so, no, seriously, Local 219, like, what's what's your... No, because I've asked you this before, and I, 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 don't, I don't know the answer now because I haven't asked you in probably, like, six months to a year. What's your plan for the future? What's your goal? That wasn't me. It's not me. My mic's off. All right. It was you. <laughs> Sorry. What's your plan for the future? What's next? Uh, what's your goals? What do you want to do? It's a heavy question. Good. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, I think right now it's just kind of like we're such in a taking it by day by day situation. I don't know if I can look at it too far in advance. Um, I think right now I'd like to see more nonprofit shit going on with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I think we have we, we can make a difference in that sector, and I think that's where I like to see things go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the event stuff is really cool, and so I, I want to keep exploring that. Um, we have some big ones coming up, which I'm really excited to announce. 
Uh, so I like stay on, stay on for that. Um, I think that's going to be really great. I think really, you know, we started this thing with enhancing culture and driving commerce as our mission statement. And so I think we're doing that. I think that we're helping businesses make money and that's really essentially the, the best thing. And I hope people can value that. Um, and then shining a light on a place that maybe didn't have it for a long time. And hopefully that kind of continues. I do see this in different markets. I would like to expand it there. Um, I'd like to see us expand our crew because we're all wearing, wearing about five different hats right now. Yeah. I think we could probably have about a solid crew of 30 to 40 and not miss a beat and probably really grow it, especially now seeing it when, where it was. Because like we were all, I feel like not having a lot of staff limits you. And the more you invest in staff, the better you can kind of grow. And that's kind of changed my outlook over time. Um, and I'd like to just kind of uh, really kind of push the, the, the envelope a little bit more in our series. I know we recorded that one bad Yelp reviews video, uh, video series that never released. And that was probably the first time where I felt like I should have done something I didn't do. Okay. Yeah. You know, I should have released it. I mean, I wasn't going to throw that in your face right now, <laughs> but now that you bring it up. I should have. <laughs> what, what was this bad Yelp review one? So I went around and talked to different businesses about what their bad Yelp reviews were. And I wanted them to, to like have kind of like a voice back to people being assholes. Oh, I like that. And the problem with it really for me was I'm, I would never put out something that I feel like may be detrimental to a business. And I yeah. felt like it was, it was borderline. Mm. Um, it, just because I feel like people who don't understand context are, are like they're, they're stupid as fuck. Yeah. Right. And so I don't want someone to come off as an asshole and then long-term affect that when, it, when that's not what it was coming off, you know? Because when you work in a restaurant, you're like, okay, this guy is completely ridiculous. You know, this doesn't even make sense. Everybody understands that. I couldn't find a way to project that information without making the person look like kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know it what I'm sense. saying? Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. And it's yeah. like, and as somebody who you worked with on that project, like, I, I completely agree with you. I just, per, from a personal standpoint, <laughs> remove... Everything else from it, like I kind of want to see it happen because I think it's funny. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's a it's a really tough thing to try and like, for lack of a better phrase, call out your public. Yeah, because yeah. it's not what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to like kind of be ironic and relatable and not. Here's uh, an idea. Here's an idea. Go for it. Nick color com- color commentates on the Yelp review, and he just gives his response to that guy. So you'll show I'm Nick a board. Through, speak that through a little bit. So you're going to give Nick this Yelp review. Nick's just going to put on, it doesn't matter which restaurant it is, he's just going to bash bring up, that comment. You want to bring up a Yelp review right now? Because I'll do it. Oh. <laughs> that could be the new, uh, the new shut the fuck up. I do think that there's, <laughs> I do think there's some value there. Because I again, do too. Like I was saying, I don't want to call out the individual person on the individual restaurant or establishment right. or whatever right. and like and say, hey, you're stupid, you're wrong, you're whatever, because it's not the way it is. A lot of them are very valid points. Yeah, but there's some and I'm not speaking about are... I'm not speaking about my own. Don't do something local. Do something like don't, uh Don't don't worry about it. All right, cool. Don't worry <clears> about <throat> it. That's fine. This isn't local anyway. Uh I, I don't I don't think that it's important to like you want to answer like each each individual comment, but like it's not. You want to address like the the entire problem as a whole, not just that one person, right? Uh, let me see what you're bringing up here. Sorry, I'm like I'm like in like three different directions. Just you talk, and I'll I'll focus on this. Don't need to worry. I about feel it. like you know. I'm one very that particularly. That's awesome. <laughs> it's he wrote. <laughs> you know, oh, you know what? I could. 
the one that you wrote yourself? No. Because some of them are absolutely ridiculous. I yeah, know. That's the problem. But Exactly, that's the problem. But if you call that person out as the business owner, right, you're like a complete asshole. Well, that's the problem, yeah. right? Because you, you could have a terrible experience, right? And you could be constructive in the way you convey that. Absolutely. But yeah, there's just some bad reviews. Absolutely. That, like, it's like they're, their only mission in that bad review is to just bitch and trash and not give any constructive or helpful advice yep. to anything. And that's what's the bad one. You know, you know what like really my crossroads was with that is that it's one thing to shoot the first one with four different people because we got four different Yelp reviews. It's going to be if everybody does it, you'll have a fighting chance. If if it stops there, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Was that the problem with with uh, the project that we worked on together? What's that? The, the Yelp one? Yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was gen- genuinely concerned with the feedback I was getting from different businesses that were just not going to touch it. Mm. And okay. so if people weren't going to touch it, it's like everybody's got to be on board on that or yeah. And you know what, and like with what we do, I've learned that like they have to see it first. Once people see it, then it's a different game. Touche. However, I didn't know if I really wanted to go down that path. Yeah. It's a hard thing, man. I mean, it just it's It's hard for me to read. All right, so Stevie's got one up here. Right? Okay. What does it say? Which one, the middle one? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> oh, it is a one star. So. All right, so this is what it is. This is a one star review. I do actually. I wasn't even watching you pull this up, so I don't know what you're uh, what you're pulling up here. So, this is the fourth time we've ordered food from them. We do not. We do a carryout. There is a group of us that order from there. There's a lot of commas. Yeah, no periods. And a lot of yeah, no periods and some weird capitalization. All right. This is the fourth time we have ordered food from them. We do a carry out. There is a group of us that order from there. We got our food today and it was the worst ever. <laughs> worse W O R S E ever. Period. The scrambled eggs were gray. <laughs> Please G-R- picture G-R- evidence. I doubt gray. that. G R A Y. No, they weren't gray. We took the food hey, back that's to how you them. Gray, right? Yeah. The color is A-Y. Uh, yeah, You're the I, English major. Yeah, that's how you spell The color is A-Y. I'm not an English major. Him. Well, we're correcting Him. you then. Okay. <laughs> I'm just spelling it out. Continue. <laughs> Maybe this should be you just read stuff. I didn't say it was wrong. <laughs> Nick reads. That's it. I didn't say it was wrong. I'm just the monkey over here reading. Continue. <laughs> we took the food back to them and they said the food sat too long. Good uses of two, though. Right. You got to give it to them. Both. Yeah. Both. The two O's. I'm proud of you. The person we spoke to was rude and would not accept the food was bad. (laughs) Also the right accept. Yeah. Yeah. But also, but like grammatically, that sentence makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, the person we spoke to was rude and would not accept the food was bad. Okay. Definitely will not be eating there again. Multiple spaces. This is the second time that someone from our office has been terribly sick from Ooh. eating their food. So what you're saying, so you're saying that you have stated at some point prior in your comment that somebody got sick. You didn't say that. You said it there. You're just you're just hating on them because the <laughs> eggs you, were gray. Could you imagine opening up that box and seeing gray eggs yeah, and, then cont- and then just eating them? Gray <laughs> eggs oh, I got and ham. Here's another thing too. This is the fourth time. Okay. Yeah. If you have that much of a bad experience, yeah. maybe just don't go back. Yeah, like, exactly. Stop going. I mean, if, if God forbid, this place is doing, you know, bad things or whatever, then just don't go back. If you're having that much of a bad experience, just don't go back and then expect to have miraculous turnaround. So, there's also this weird thing. So, and I'm not trying to call out a bunch of attention to the restaurant that I work for, but I will in this instance because 
I do feel that I am a little bit validated in what happened in this regard. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a ridiculous story. Everybody, not the one that we're talking about. Oh. Not the one that we did before. This is this is newer. You don't know about this one, actually. Ooh, so, I like uh, that. Here we go. Um, I, I, I do work for a restaurant. The restaurant is called Pravat. <laughs> GM, here we go. <laughs> Provecho Latin Provisions. Uh, I am the GM. I have been a part of the project since day one. Uh, I love the restaurant with everything that I have, and I put uh, my heart and soul into it every single day. You can't please everyone. I don't expect to please everyone every single time, but uh, we did get a review recently, and uh, without commenting on on everything that happened within the review, I will say that when you open up a review with... And and you're a white lady. Uh oh. And you open it up with Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Pretentious. That was the first few words of her review. I went back and looked at her reviewing history within Yelp. All one stars. Mm, yeah. Maybe one other one that's like three or four to you know. Billy Bob's Fish Fry in such and such Alabama. Whatever. Uh, You're just throwing stereotypes around right now. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I said she was white. They're coming in hot, dude. Right around the corner. But it's true. No, but I mean, but 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 if you look at her review history, uh, it's all one star reviews, which isn't which is fine. Like you're very entitled and 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 allowed to go and like voice your problems that you have with certain businesses. But if you're somebody who makes a point. To only call out those who have, in your regard, done you wrong, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> good argument. All you're doing, no, no, like all you're doing is out there to hurt somebody. You're not out there to praise anybody. You're not out there to do anything that anybody's done right by you, who's taken care of you, who's made you feel good, who's made you feel like a person, who who sat there and like noticed you had a bad day and like shook your hand, gave you a hug. Asked you how your kids were doing, whatever. You're out there to ruin everybody else's experience, everybody else's day. Go fuck yourself. I don't really care what you say. This is coming from me, not from the position of the restaurant that I work for. From me, personally. Go fuck yourself. I did my best with you. I hate you. But but don't you kind of like... End of story. (laughs) Nick, when you look at these, like, reviews here, like, the one that was up there, right? Yeah. Doesn't it kind of make you feel like you're really proud that you're not married to that chick? Absolutely, oh, right? Because like, how yeah. miserable would that fucking be? Absolutely, or or that person, or that I, that I'm not friends with that person, or that I don't employ that person. Getting a one yeah. star or, review or, or, on your sex life, or <laughs> that would be interesting. No, no, yeah. that's a lego in general. Half star. I mean, that's just. Sh- <laughs> a right. Alekwa does a lot. He picks him up. Half star. If it's five <laughs> and a half, maybe. He picks him up. He grunts really loud. You kind of remind. I feel like you'd be a ground and pounder. Right? Me? Yeah, you. I feel like you'd be you'd take it to the floor quick. No, man. No. Standing That's just because I'm tired. <laughs> you just ran out of breath. Just passed oh, out. Oh, the truth is amazing. <laughs> no, but really there's uh yeah, it's my 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 hatred for those people don't come from a professional standpoint. It's a very personal thing for me. I truly feel bad for those people. Like I do too. The it's, outlook they have to have on life on a day to day basis is just that sucks. To wake up and, that and feel that much hate all the time, it really, it really, really. Who sucks. in this room has wrote, written a Yelp review at all? I I've have written only good ones. I've never written one. Mm. I have, but you it's have written uh, three, three before. I have, and they've been because like one, I feel strongly about, but they've all been positive, right? Because I'm I'm somebody who like 
wants to reinforce positivity in the industry that I work in because I feel like we're so often surrounded by negativity. Uh, to tell somebody that like they did a good job, you took a you t- you took good care of me, and then like f- folks who are friends of mine who are trying to get small businesses off the ground who like need the good reviews, I'm with them all the way. Hmm. You done did good. I like well, it, Nick. Thank you very much. So to wrap it up, <laughs> Alan Muskowski. Back to the questions. Back to the questions. <laughs> Alan Muskowski. Don't get off script, Nick. Don't no, do it. Dude. I'm not off script. I'm on script. This is all scripted. There was a script? No script. There's a lot of boring parts in the middle of our good conversation of Batman <laughs> nipples and your Yelp reviews. It's a great conversation. Yeah, what it's good. Batman I love it. Nipples. That is the good part. That, that is the good part. That's yeah, the good part, yeah. Nick. Oh, yeah. Right. Not this shit about me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything. How's the bourbon? How was it? Oh, awesome. What are you drinking, by the way? Uh, that is a uh, Four Roses single barrel. I, I'm glad it's not rye, man. I can't do rye. By the way, Four Roses, if you're looking for a sponsor, you can uh, contact Local 219 or oh, yeah. the Fuck Frozen yeah, Gorillas. <laughs> so we, Frozen Gorillas. So that's one thing account. we have made a lot of um, leeway on. Bud Light and Goose Island is going to be starting. You're going to start seeing them sponsoring a lot of our shit, which is really nice. cool. no that's awesome. Nice. That's fun. That's awesome. So you got anything you want to plug, Alan, before no, uh, before no. we get out of here? <laughs> no. no. Good, Fuck no. no. I'm good. Not your hat, anything? Let people follow that shit when they want to. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to plug anything. I like All it. All right. Well, I'll plug it for you. Uh, if you haven't... <laughs> If you're uh, if you're from where we're from, which is Northwest Indiana, and uh, you live in an area code with two one nine, check out local two one nine. Alan is an asshole, but his crew is uh, phenomenal people. <laughs> no, no, he's a great guy. His his crew is phenomenal. Uh, they do great stuff. Check them out, local two one nine. And uh, when it comes to us, just uh, you know, frozen gorillas. Keep listening. Yes. Please, please, love of God, please keep listening. Keep listening. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Good night. I'll be home soon. <laughs>